You're listening to Following the Way, a podcast devoted to the examination of Scripture and Christ-centered practices to help us live in devotion to the way of Jesus. Wherever you are and however you are listening, welcome. We are a podcast that is on Apple and Spotify, and if you're enjoying it, we would encourage you to give us a rating, uh, leave a review. It really does help. I want to dig a little bit deeper today into an aspect that was part of our message this past Sunday, uh, where we spoke about being carriers of God's presence and how do we foster that and live uh, within that in our lives. And I want to have a little bit more focus on this issue of putting away falsehood in our lives that is spoken of in Ephesians 4. And how do we even understand that? How do we understand what that means and what that may look like in our lives and in our relationships within the church? And the goal is cultivating holiness in our lives. And I wonder sometimes uh, for myself, if I treat the promise of God's present presence as an inherent right, meaning it's a guarantee of my salvation and we can take it for granted. It's it's sort of like it's part of the Christian package. Yeah, I, I, I get the spirit. I know that. I've been told that before. And if we're not careful, perhaps we can even pay it lip service. But how do we understand the need to foster and guard the deposit that has been entrusted to us, as Paul uh, directs Timothy in his second letter to him. He says, guard that good deposit that you have. And we are not encouraged to be growing in Christ. Meaning, what I mean by that is, it's a necessity. It's not something that's optional. We are commissioned and expected to be growing as a result of the work of God's Spirit within us. It's part of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, that we're growing and that we're intending and putting putting into place practices in our lives to help us grow. And I want to just uh, present a, a, an example uh, that is uh, very relevant to us. And that is when it comes to the towns that we live in. If a town isn't growing, it's actually regressing. And anyone that's involved in uh, the growth of, of townships and, and, and certain areas will tell you that. Because what will happen if, is if a town isn't growing, it stagnates. And in time, we'll see the effects of that lack of growth. Development and growth is necessary. And the same is true of our lives in Christ. To think that growth in our relationship with Christ and and in our maturity in Christ is optional will lead us into a state of regression in our lives. And so stewarding the presence of God in our lives and encountering more and more of his presence is paramount when it comes to growth in our lives because it's God's spirit at work within us that makes this growth possible. We might be able to achieve and attain certain aspects of aspects of it on our own, but we will not grow into the likeness of Jesus without the work of God's spirit. It is absolutely impossible. And so dealing with sin issues in our lives is an important aspect of this, being transformed by the renewing of our mind, that we are we're being renewed in that, that we're putting on the new self. And so that our patterns of thinking are actually coming under the authority of Christ. And, and so 
this putting away of falsehood or putting away of deception is so important to this. Walking differently than you did apart from Christ. And the way that we talk is a big part of this. And Paul certainly suggests that when he speaks of this in Ephesians 4, because he goes into our relationships, how we converse, how we operate with one another, how we are speaking with one another, and what we're saying and what we're not saying is a big part of this. Now, myself, you know, I, I was known, I had a, I had a, I was small in stature growing up, but I had a big mouth. And uh, I also operated with a lot of sarcasm, actually well into adulthood. Um, I had a lot of sarcasm operating in my life, I think as a way of, of uh, protecting myself. It was a defense mechanism. It was uh, very much a part of my character and personality. And I would say that those who know me would say that part of the work of Jesus within me, part of the growth into Christian maturity in my life has had a lot to do with my mouth, how I speak, um, the putting away of certain things. And having said that, I, uh, I have not achieved perfection. I still mess up. There's still many, many times in situations where I say something or I respond a certain way or I, I choose to react in a certain way where I go, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. And I need to come under the authority of Jesus. And I need to grow in this and I need God to do his work in me. And so uh, I'm sure many of us can identify things like that in our lives where we know there's areas where we have seen growth and we're seeing the work of Christ. And yet we also see where there is still much work to be done. And that's, that's, that's good news. It's good news because we're seeing growth, we're seeing God, and we're seeing the evidence of his work in our lives. But we're also humble enough to see that we need to grow and we're aware of it and we're seeking God for that. And so I want to look at Ephesians 4.25 here. I want to, this is what I want to unpack where Paul says, Let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor for we are members one of another. And what I want to suggest is that this, this is telling us that we have to look at our relationships within the church differently than we do uh, other relationships, that, that there's something actually within the church because he's talking about there, he says, when he's speaking about our neighbors, he's he's speaking about us within the church because he says, for we are members of one another. So he's bringing it back to the body of Christ and how we are part of the same body, members one of another that's spoken of earlier in Ephesians 4. And so he's saying, there's something to, that, that is to be different. There's to be a closeness, an honesty, a vulnerability that is meant to distinguish our relationships different than outside the church. Now, you're going to say, well, I can't have that with everyone. And you're right, you, you can't. But you should have it at least with some. And even if not close with everyone on maybe the level that you are with some, they're, they're, your relationships within the church, our relationships within the church should be marked by this distinctive that we have put away falsehood, that we're not operating in deception and in presenting ourselves in such a way that is not in the light, is not truthful, and is not, um, it's, we're not being transparent. We're, we're, we're hiding things. And now, having said that, we've got to also be careful in our openness. And this is how understanding what, it, what does this look like? How does this function? We've got to be careful that 
when we're having this this openness and this transparency and and speaking the truth with one another that that it is pushing us into Christ and growth and into the characteristics spoken of in Ephesians 4 and not fostering gossip, slander, or unhealthy patterns within us. It's, and so it's helpful to talk openly about our need with one another, to have one another push us to Jesus and not simply agree with one another and everything that we say and do. And we know that when we're in conversations where, you know, we're talking and no one is, no one's willing to actually confront some of the elephants within the room. And so that's something that has to be fostered and has to be talked openly about inviting one another to do that. And so this, you know, this is about not sidestepping difficult conversations, actually being willing to go there, inviting others to speak into your life with truth, even when it's difficult and it is difficult and it it can lead to some awkward exchanges, but it's really helpful for growth in Christ and necessary. And, and, and so this, speaking about this, putting away falsehood, this is the resistance of surface relationships in the church. And this is difficult. It's incredibly difficult. It takes time to foster, it, but it takes intention. And it requires humility. It, it requires kindness and tenderheartedness and forgiveness. The very things that Paul addresses in verse 31 sorry, verse 32 of Ephesians 4, because those are the things we have to be fostering if we're going to achieve this putting away falsehood in our relationships. I was reading this morning from my, um, in my devotions, and and my reading was from 2 Kings 16 and 17, and it's another, I won't get into it, but it's another long history of of God's people uh, not obeying the Lord, kings doing evil, wicked things. And so uh, in 2 Kings uh, 16 and 17 is the account of when Israel, northern Israel is finally captured and taken captive by Assyria and led into ex- the exile. And it, it says there, they did that. It was done because they were disobedient and did not follow the ways of the Lord. And this is what my devotional the Bible in One Year app from uh, Alpha, from Nikki Gumbel says, Like us, so often they had not been ruthless enough about sin in their lives. They honored and worshipped God, but not exclusively. They didn't really worship God. They don't take seriously what he says regarding how to behave and what to believe. They didn't pay any attention. They kept doing what they'd always done. And that's talked about in 2 Kings 17 verses 32 to 40, that the people were just, they kept doing what they'd always done and they weren't really taking serious their relationship with God. And so the question is asked in the devotional, do you sometimes find that your heart is divided between following God and following your own desires? Guard yourself against complacency or carelessness, allowing sin to creep in. Don't let the enemy lead you into disobeying God. And so I want to put forth for us today, when it comes to uh, falsehood and putting that away in our lives and dealing with this sin in our lives and and being intentional about it, how we confront and resist falsehood in our lives and within the church with intention will have a direct effect on our communion with the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so I want to leave you with that and I want to leave you to 
put before the Lord and to ask yourself, how am I doing with that? How am I doing with putting away falsehood in my life? How am I doing with not sidestepping conversations in the church? How am I doing with deception and how I present myself and the image that I'm so carefully curating? Am I, am I actually being truthful or am I, am I operating in deception and falsehood? How, how is that looking in the way that I present myself? And how am I doing in my relationships with others in the church? Is there, am I growing in a state of openness? And am I putting away bitterness and gossip and slander and all those things that uh, are so damaging and, and result in so much pain and heartache in our lives? And am I, am I not allowing that to be present under the guise of open relationships in the church, relationships of vulnerability and transparency? Am I, am I putting away those harmful aspects of relationships? And am I kind? Am I growing in my tenderness and in my forgiveness and in my humility and grace towards others and inviting others to experience that with me? It's, it's such an important aspect of stewarding the presence of God in our midst and coming into a place of vulnerability and openness and growth. So I want to bless you in that and I want to encourage you to put that before the Lord and allow him to speak to you in these days and allow him to heal you and transform you in every way that he desires to. Bless you and we'll see you again.